So as I said earlier, our sermon series that we're going to start today is called Divine Guidance, God's Will for Your Life. There are many reactions that people have once they finally understand faith alone in Christ alone is salvation. When a person accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they they may feel like they're walking in the clouds. Have you been there? Many want everyone to know all the good news that they have discovered, so they zealously go out and share the good news of Jesus Christ. And then a few days go by, a few months, a few years, and most people go back to their worldly way of living. They begin to wonder, does God really, does he really have a plan for my life? How do I find divine guidance? God's will for my life. It's a very important question for each one of us to to ask and to seek the answer to. And this sermon series will provide us with biblical insights on how we identify divine guidance, God's will for your life. We will learn how to walk confidently in the will of God for each one of us. Our key verse for this entire series is Romans chapter 12, verse 2, the second half of verse 2. It says this, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. The first thing that all believers in Jesus Christ should know is how to rebound. You know that time when you feel like you're just not walking in fellowship with God because you probably aren't. Because we still have that old sin nature in us even after we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior through faith. So what happens is we sin, we fall back into our worldly ways, and we need to learn how to rebound back in to fellowship with God. And that's what our message is about today from 1 John 1.9. 1 John 1.9 is given to us who are believers, so that we may know how to rebound back into fellowship with God before we can ever discover what God's will is for our life, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We need to know how to walk moment by moment in fellowship with Him so we can rebound using 1 John 1.9. That's what we're going to talk about today. Next week, we'll get into holy habits, how we can live with holy habits. And then we're going to look into what does it really mean to know the will of God. I'm going to go ahead and give you some of the other sermon titles so you understand where we're going. We're going to learn how to yield and grow. We're going to look at what God's will is, God's will for the church, God's will for your thinking and doing, God's will for your location. And then we're going to look at the things that God wills. 
He wills salvation. He wills righteousness. He wills thankfulness. And He wills trust. And God wills generosity. And God wills Holy Ghost living. And then, that pretty much summarizes where we're going in this series. And I'm going to give you two examples. One sermon will be an example from the Old Testament. And then we will have another example from the New Testament. And then we'll move on to our next topic. In between all of this, we're going to have Fort Wayne Rescue Mission come. We're going to have Steve and Danae come and talk about their mission. One day we're going to have Nat and Donna Brown come and talk about where their ministry is and their missions. During this time, we're also going to celebrate Thanksgiving, and we're going to celebrate Christmas. Just to give you an idea of where we're going. Today, 1 John 1.9, there's three points we're going to look at. We're going to look at how our joy is complete when we have fellowship with God and with one another. We're going to look at what it means to confess, as it's written in 1 John 1.9. And we're going to look at what God means by forgive, as it tells us in 1 John 1.9. So open up your Bible, grab a piece of paper, you're going to want to take some notes. If you're using a pew Bible... It's on page 1,899, 1 John 1.9. And what 1 John 1.9 says is if we confess our sins, He, God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us or purify us from all unrighteousness. So does this mean that if we do not confess our sins to God after we've already been saved, that we won't be forgiven? Does He not forgive us unless we we confess our sins again and again? Now, the truth is that God has already forgiven you for all your sins, past, present, and future. How do you do that? Through Jesus Christ. Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of sin for the world. Remember John 3.16? God so loved the world. All the sins were poured out upon Jesus and judged. And the last thing that Jesus said on the cross was it is finished. Into thy hands I commit my spirit. If it is finished, what did the Apostle John, who wrote 1 John here, mean when he wrote this verse? So to understand this verse, there's a few things that we need to understand. We need to understand the meaning of the word confess as it's used in this scripture. And we need to understand the meaning of the word forgive as it's used here in this scripture. And we also really need to understand the overall theme of 1 John, the book of 1 John. 
As evident from the opening verses, John wrote this letter because he had fellowship with Jesus. And he was filled with joy and he wanted to share that fellowship with all believers and and how to have that joy made complete. In verses 3 and 4, it says this, We proclaim to you that we have seen what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. Our joy is complete when we have fellowship with God and with one another. And this is the very reason that I want to share this verse with you today. When I learned about this verse, several years after becoming a believer in Jesus Christ, my life was changed forever. Strange, huh? I was already saved, but when I learned this verse, it really did change my life. I finally realized what it meant to be able to renew your mind, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and to be made righteous. Even in this life, right here on earth, what we need to do is learn to rebound. Jesus is our friend. God wants to be in fellowship with us. He wants us to be in fellowship with Him. But we quench the Holy Spirit when we sin. Jesus teaches us that sin is not just that outward horrible thing that you did. He also said when you just think about doing that outward horrible thing, you have sinned. Oh my goodness, what a horrible life I had until I learned that I could actually rebound. I could be in fellowship with God again. Fellowship is just a biblical word for friendship. God wants to have fellowship with you. He wants to be your friend. We can have a relationship with someone, but not necessarily have fellowship with them. You might have experienced this in your life. For example, if you had a fight with your parents several years back, You are still related to them. You are still part of their family. But you might not call them on the phone. You might not even get together with them on the holidays. You are related, but you do not have fellowship. You are not abiding or remaining with them in an ongoing friendship. And the Apostle John, who wrote, 1 John, he wrote it to us Christians, to people who are in a relationship with God and with each other. Those who believe, who accept what Jesus did for them on the cross, they are members of the family of God. And this scripture is telling the believers who have fellowship with God and with each other 
how we can rebound. John wants his readers to be friends with God and friends with one another. This is really what I want you to understand, Dunphy Missionary Church, and those of you that are watching online. It is eternal glory to be saved. But if you want to understand God's divine guidance, His will for your life, if you want to connect with the joy that God has in store for you, then we need to understand how to walk in fellowship with Him moment by moment. Now we understand why John wrote this verse. It's so important to our life on this side of heaven. So let us look deeper into the verse at the words confess and forgive. First, the word confess. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. The word confess here comes from the Greek word yeah, I'm going to say a Greek word. Homo logeo. Homo logeo. And it literally means to say the same thing. Hmm. The word means more than just to admit that we know something or to proclaim that we messed up or to declare that we want something to be right. Those are the types of things we usually think about with the word confess. Instead, it contains the idea of having a conversation with God about what is true. The beginning of 1 John 1, 9 could be literally read as, if we say the same thing as God says about our sins, then he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Or if we agree with God about what he says in his word regarding how we should live. Confess. To have a conversation with God agreeing with his word. And our desire to walk right with him. The opposite then of confession would be denial, right? When God makes a statement in his word about some truth. We can either agree with it or we can disagree. God is a gentleman. He allows you to disagree. You're probably not going to understand his divine guidance for you, but that's what we're working on. The word agree is another way that we might translate the Greek word homologeo. To have a conversation with God agreeing that His way is the way that we want to live. This is how we begin the rebound process. When we learn something new or we, we remember something that God commanded us to do, we begin that conversation with God and we say, we agree that's the truth. And God, I really do want to live that way with you. To confess is to align with what God is saying, to have that conversation with God, agreeing with His Word, 
and our desire to walk right with him. Almost every command in Scripture requires us to either agree or disagree. The word confess in 1 John 1.9 simply means that we have this desire to be in agreement with God. This verse in Scripture has nothing whatsoever to do with your salvation, with eternal life. Instead, we align ourselves to God's perspective on things in our life right now, today. Remember, the free gift of eternal life comes simply by believing in Jesus for it. It is finished, Jesus said. Faith alone in Christ alone is salvation. So that's not what's on the line here. After salvation, you have an option. You can make Jesus Lord of your life, giving all that you are and all that you have to him. This is a beneficial thing for believers to do, to make Jesus Lord of their lives. But walking in fellowship and having Jesus as a close friend on a daily basis really is not a requirement for your eternal life. Strange, huh? But what a horrible life you're living. For divine guidance, fellowship, and friendship with Jesus is needed to understand God's good plan for your life. After we believe in Jesus for eternal life, God begins to work in us and through us, His children. He desires to mold us and conform us into who He created us to be. This is divine guidance. Rebound aligns us with God's desire for our life. God does not stop with just giving us a new life in Jesus Christ. Once we have life, He wants us to grow and mature and become productive members of His body. God speaks to us through His Scriptures, His Word. He speaks to us through the church. His body. God speaks to us through His Holy Spirit. God begins to teach us things about Himself, about ourselves, and about how to follow Jesus. When we see these truths, we can either agree with God or we can disagree. And if we agree what God teaches us, then we align ourselves with what God has said, and we begin to make the necessary changes in our lives that come from that agreement. It's really not any different than what we're learning in the adult Sunday school class, right? Those of you that were there? Unfortunately, we have this old sin nature that's in us, and we fall short of the glory of God. And so this is when we need to rebound back into fellowship with Him by confessing Initiating that conversation between us and God, agreeing with his teaching. If we disagree with the truth of what God has said, then we continue to live in ignorance and in self-deception and in the lie of individualism. And we will not, we will not make progress in our lives as Christians. Divine guidance will be meaningless to us. We will remain part 
of the family of God, but we will continue to be immature, unable to bear fruit as we survive in this world. So the word confess means to agree. Agree with the things that he teaches, especially regarding those things that help us to live up to our identity as children of God. Now let's look at the word forgive. The word here actually means to free us from the bondage of sin. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He, God, is faithful and just. That's just His divine nature. He's always faithful. He's always just. To forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So let us look at the word forgive here in this context. There are two kinds of forgiveness in the Bible. That means there's two Greek words that are translated to our English word forgive. There is harizomai, harizomai, forgiveness, which is free and unconditional. God freely extends harizomai, forgiveness, to all people throughout all time for all sins, no matter what. It is finished, Jesus said. He redeemed the world on the cross. Redemption is complete. Horizomai forgiveness. Thank you, God. All sins, past, present, and future, are freely forgiven by God with this type of forgiveness. The question for salvation is, do you believe and accept what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross? And then there is a second type a second Greek word that we translate forgive. And that word is afe. Afe forgiveness. Afe forgiveness is always conditional. And it is always for our benefit, not for God's. Though God has freely forgiven us of all our sins, horizomai forgiveness, if we want to experience the release of, from the bondage of sin, that old sin nature that's within us, if we want to move forward in God's good, pleasing, and perfect plan for our life, then there are some things that we need to do. There is a conditional forgiveness, such as confess, repent, purify our lives. We need to rebound. So guess which type of forgiveness is mentioned here in 1 John 1.9? It's afe forgiveness. First, we confess. We agree with God. We initiate that conversation. Agreeing with God. Our condition is unacceptable. We let Him know that. And God forgives. He uses afe, forgiveness. Afe is the Greek word used in this text. So let's 
make sure we fully understand 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sins, if we initiate that conversation that we are agreeing with God, that His Word is true, that we want to follow His command and we've fallen short, then He, God, is faithful and just. That's just the way He is. To forgive us, to afe forgive us for that sin. And it goes beyond just forgiving that sin because that sin was already forgiven on the cross, but He releases you from the bondage of that sin. You see, if we're in a relationship with someone such as a spouse or a parent or a child, and we want to maintain a friendship with them, then we need to regularly look at ourselves and own up to things that we have done wrong in our relationship. If someone in your family wrongs or hurts you, the pain and the betrayal cause a rift between you and that other person. The pain is so bad, you may not want to talk to them at all. You may not want to hang out with them. You may not want to be a friend with them. But you're still related to them by the bonds of blood or marriage. But you may not want to spend much time in their presence. That rift, that pain, that sense of betrayal can be healed. How can it be healed? The one who did wrong needs to own up and confess. A conversation needs to occur with agreement that what was said or what was done was hurtful to you. In other words, they need to confess their sin. If you are the one that wronged somebody, you cannot just move on in your relationship acting as if nothing happened. Yeah, I've tried it. I'm sure you have. It just doesn't work. The other person was hurt. It was real. And they need to know that you are sorry for what you said or what you did and that you will work to try to not let it happen again. In the same way, all of this is true in our relationship with God. When we sin, God is saddened by our behavior. In fact, because God is good, He is only good. He cannot have relationship with sin. When we sin, our fellowship with God is broken. Oftentimes we are like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, aren't we? When we sin, we just go hide in the bushes thinking that God doesn't want to see us anymore. But God does. He does want to have fellowship with you. And it's through 1 John 1.9 that we learn our first step in that healing of the brokenness. We must confess our sins. And we must agree with God that we did wrong. We need to initiate that conversation. While God extends unconditional horizomai forgiveness to all people for all sins, if we want to actually experience a release from our bondage of sin, that old sin nature that keeps causing us to want to sin, we need afe forgiveness. 
The first step is for us to confess and agree with God that we have sinned. And when we do this, we are released from our slavery to sin. And He, God, the only one that can do this, He's the one that provides the work to cleanse you, to purify you, and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. At that moment, you are righteous. You are holy, walking with God. Our fellowship and friendship with God is developed through this process, and we grow. At that moment, we are made righteous and holy. We rebound back into fellowship. We rebound back in that friendship with God, and our joy is made complete. You might be thinking, how often, Pastor, do I need to do this? Every time we sin, we need to confess. <laughs> you may think, oh my, I'm going to be in constant conversation with God if I do it every time I sin. That's not a bad thing. But I'll tell you what, from my experience, God really does release us from the bondage of that sin. I've been there. I know I confess, and I would turn around and think about it again, and I'd confess. And I'd turn around and think about it again, and I'd confess. And then it got longer and longer in between those times that I thought about it, or I did it. But I would always confess. My mind was renewed, because when I confessed, all unrighteousness was taken away from me. Do you realize that? Even the things that you don't even know you need to confess yet, they're all cleaned up. Until God points out another one of those commands that you say, Oh, I failed you on that, God. I'm initiating this conversation. I'm taking the first step in this rebound process because I want to walk with you. Every time. And you will get further and further apart from the times that you have to confess, you will have a freedom from that sin that's been driving you into the bushes, hiding from God. Confess. Do you want to be friends with God? Do you want God to provide you with divine guidance? He'd love to do it. Let Him point out your sin to you. Then you can agree with him. You can confess where you have indeed gone wrong. And once you agree and you let him know that and you want to live without that sin, he will further guide you in breaking free from that sin. At that moment, you are made righteous and you are holy. You know, I, I often hear that we just can't reach sanctification but really, at a moment, you are. You are cleansed from all unrighteousness. You are in fellowship with God. What an awesome place to be. It's only by God's power that we can truly be cleansed of all unrighteousness and no longer be or addicted and enslaved to sin. Thank you, God. This is the message of 1 John 1.9. If you agree with God when He points out your sin to you, He is faithful and just because that's just the way He is to help release you from that sin. 
He will help guide you into all ways of righteousness. Understanding and using this rebound technique allows us to grow in our friendship with God and others. Our joy is made complete when you're walking in friendship with God. It releases you to have an ability to better understand divine guidance and God's will for your life. That's why this is the first message of the series. We need to understand how to be in fellowship, how to be in friendship with God so that we can better understand his will for our life. He will be your friend and he will show you the way. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this promise that you give us in 1 John 1, 9. Thank you for even wanting to be our friend. (laughs) Our creator, our redeemer, our sustainer, sovereign over all things, and you care about each one of us. And you want to have fellowship with us. Wow, what a powerful body, a powerful family you've called us to. How powerful we could be as your local church if we all learn to rebound and walk daily with you. In Jesus' name, amen.